So whatever is important to you and that you're passionate about, you have to pursue that. Hello, beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Hey guys, welcome to Hello Beauty. We have a very special guest today, fresh from New York City. She's a senior beauty editor at L.com. She was also a beauty editor at PopSugar.com, and you can find her works even at HarpersBazaar.com, um, StyleBeastro.com, and even Time Out New York. Christina Rodolfo, Welcome to Hello Beauty. Hello. Hi. Thanks for that introduction. Yeah. Oh <laughs> I am a hustler. Yes. We're all right about hustle. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great to finally meet you. We've been in touch for quite a while. Yeah. And it's so nice to just finally see you in person yeah, and actually catch up. I feel like I know you. I mean, I that's know. just what it's like with Instagram these days. I feel like you, you get Instagram crushes on people. You follow them. You like all their stuff. Yeah. And then you meet them in person and you're best friends. Exactly. <laughs> I know. So I'm so excited to learn more about you. You? Yeah. Take me way back. How was okay. little Christina like growing up? Oh man, she's not very different from who she is today, <laughs> to be honest. Precocious, yeah. um, ambitious, mm -hmm. always, you know, um, very studious. And, you know, my friends tell me, you know, they're, they're always like, Christina, we're not surprised that you got where you are today because you've been Aww. working hard your whole life. So even if it was something as small as like a, a class project or the science fair mm -hmm. or like a poetry contest just in my little, little tiny Catholic school, like I always put and treated everything as if it was the biggest, most important thing in my life. <laughs> so <laughs> so I was kind of um, I, a very hard worker and um, a super nerd and a total like, you know, teacher's pet yeah. so so Were that's your what parents i was strict? like did, did they instill no, that in you not at all uh -huh. um and my little sister my brothers they're so much more chill than i am mm -hmm. when it comes i mean they're so smart and brilliant too but um they're so much more chill than mm -hmm. i am when it comes to to their studies and for me for some reason i just like really have always been so on top of everything that's and good. wanting to be like number one and, and whatnot. It makes me sound crazy, but you know. No, that's good. There's, <laughs> that's just how I am. Yeah. Did you always know you wanted to be a journalist growing up? Yes. Yeah, so actually, it started out very early. I knew I wanted to be a writer for sure. Mm -hmm. I grew up reading books and actually my mom would track how many books I read and then get me Barbie dolls oh, if I read mm -hmm. a certain number of books. And we, we had a, something on my wall that had certain um like stars i guess yeah. so where it's like every time i read a book i would Merit get a star <laughs> and then i would like if there were 10 stars then i would get a barbie doll so uh -huh. <laughs> um i collected tons of barbie dolls because i read tons of books and mm. uh because i loved reading so much i wanted to be a writer but i didn't know exactly what kind of a writer i wanted to be until i say I was 14 years old and I was a freshman in high school and we had a school project where we had to interview somebody with the job that we want. And the only writer that I knew was my mom's cousin's daughter who wrote for like a local publication of some sort. So she was a journalist. And when I interviewed her about her job, I was like, everything clicked. I was like, wait, you can be a writer and have an office job and come into work every day and like get a steady paycheck. And like I, the whole time I, I thought I'd have to, you know, 
escape somewhere and like write a book and become J.K. Rowling. That's the only way to become a writer. So now I was like, wow, I could be a journalist. And mm -hmm. when I was a junior in college, um, I did a pre-college program. Oh, actually, no, junior in high school. I did a pre-college program at Barnard College, and it was a creative writing program, and our field trip was to Nylon Magazine. Mm -hmm. oh, so fun. when I went to Nylon Magazine, I met their editors, and I was completely enthralled and obsessed with the idea of becoming an editor at a magazine. So mm -hmm. I just kept pursuing that relentlessly, writing for the school paper, writing for the college paper, uh, interning and whatnot until I got to where I wanted to be. Yeah, walk me through that experience and how you landed your um, stint at L.com. Yeah, uh, it's kind of a roundabout way as is usual and it's kind of what appealed me to this job is that there's no straight path to get to here. You know, I know people who studied, I don't know, classic Greek or ancient Greek or something, something like that, like, like, and then ended up an editor, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, or something completely like biochemistry, or you know what yeah, I mean? And they exactly. end up like a beauty editor. Mm -hmm. So it's, so it's wild that there's, you kind of create your own path. So for me, I never took a semester off when it came to interning. And I really started hit the ground running at freshman year. I was like, fresh out of high school, going after an internship at stylecaster.com, actually. That was my very first one in a fashion closet. And mm -hmm. so my job was to kind of, sh like, schlep all of the, like, the clothing samples to and from all the different showrooms mm -hmm. in New York back to our closet for shoots. Um, but it was such valuable information because I, I got to learn about how agencies work, how PR companies work, um, just the structure of the entire industry I didn't know before. And eventually, because I proved myself, I got to write for them. So from there, I went to Time Out New York, and I started freelancing and writing for them and interning, Harper's Bazaar. And then um, I met a bunch of editors in, in the process, and you know they took me under their wing and would take me along with them, kind of, and open up the opportunities for, for me when they got opportunities themselves. So oh, that's nice. eventually through connections, through proving myself, and through standing out. I got to get the jobs that I did. Mm -hmm. uh, so after I went to NYU, and after graduating, I uh, actually already had a job lined up at Style Bistro. And um, a year after that, we were actually, my entire team was laid off because they were acquired. And then, mm -hmm. I mean, crazy experience for your first job, right? We were just yeah. all laid off. <laughs> we're like, okay, I guess this is the startup life. This is what yeah. was going to happen, <laughs> you know? It's very, it's always a possibility. Yeah. And, and from then on, I was freelancing at different places and eventually landed at L.com. Yeah, that's, yeah. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure you're so used to the work that you know you need to do to just get to the top like what you talked about earlier oh um, it was so many so many nights of of just like staying late and um balancing school mm -hmm. and my social life and extracurricular activities and my internships and um commuting back and forth from queens mm -hmm. to nyu because i didn't dorm there so i there were summers that i was working five days a week as opposed to like going on vacations mm -hmm. and, and everything but it all pays off in the end you yeah. know and also i was always enjoying what i was doing so it's never felt like i was working and not liking what i was doing yeah. i was always excited and and happy and passionate yeah, because it could be hard. I know deadlines could be crazy as, you know, writers and editors for a magazine. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, I always try my best to meet a deadline. What's great is that I work in digital, so you can be a little bit more flexible and adapt to if something is more breaking news, you attend to that before, you know, another story that you might have been working on that could maybe go tomorrow instead. Mm -hmm. But I definitely balancing you know travel and work and video and social and writing How and do editing you, do it? you know it's it's kind of like for example today i had a video shoot mm -hmm. out here um 
at the ColourPop factory, yeah. and that was the coolest thing. But our call time there is 10 a.m., and so I woke up at 6 a.m. actually, because that's 9 a.m. New York time, so that I could write, submit, copy, and like answer emails to be free today so that I can go to that shoot. And then probably what's going to happen tonight is I'm going to end up writing and yeah. finishing something for the next day so that I'm ahead of the work so I don't have to worry about it while I'm out here doing other work. So it's kind of just like trying to find weird pockets of time where you can mm -hmm. write. And sometimes I would do that on the subway and oh, I'm yeah. commuting and I'm just like writing an article <laughs> on the way to work or um, in the back of a cab or, uh -huh. you know, just always trying to to find the balance there. And, and, and it really is a 24-7 job. That's for real and I knew that going into it mm -hmm. uh, but like I said it's so much fun that I don't even yeah. I can't even complain I can imagine <laughs> do you ever experience like you're kind of asleep but you're kind of half asleep and you're dreaming about your articles and what to write about <laughs> oh, no no not that hasn't <laughs> happened yet but I I will say that I definitely wake up sometimes and have an idea or, or in the shower or you know yeah. what I mean commuting is also mm -hmm. a great place to come up with ideas yeah. <laughs> walk me through a typical day for you mm -hmm. yeah do you really test out all the products you receive oh man I mean I could re receive anywhere from 20 to 50 products in uh -huh. a day and it's on top of you know different gifts and and things that come in mailers because mm. for people who don't know you you receive not only the product but there's always like a story told with the product yeah. so I could get anything from like my name engraved on a silk pillow uh, not engraved my name uh, embroidered on a yeah. silk pillowcase with a sleep mask and then it's for like a face oil you know what yeah. I mean yeah. so, and then like a succulent <laughs> a tree I was gifted like an olive tree Aww. and I've gotten some really interesting yeah. crazy very thoughtful gifts uh -huh. um so I, I get lots of deliveries every every day um, and it's very impossible for me to try absolutely everything mm -hmm. but I keep track of them on an Excel sheet and then I'll give them to coworkers who I know like the brand mm -hmm. maybe and I'll, I'll ask them you know tell me what you think about yeah. this or my little sister who's 20 years old my mom uh, um, yeah. my friends you know everyone around me is very lucky yeah. I must say <laughs> I give them all the products they could ever want in their life mm -hmm. uh, because I can't try everything mm -hmm. um, but I do at least for things that are you know I know is a really buzzy launch mm -hmm. for things that I know um, has been anticipated for a long time. Yeah. I will definitely like give it its due time yeah. and try it out. Yeah. And, um, I walk out of work every single day with like swatches up to my elbows. Mm -hmm. um, and I change my lipstick maybe four times a day. And then I walk in with one face and walk out with another face. Yeah. So that's kind of what happens, you know, throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. I did see like some of your Insta stories where yeah. you just show like the cabinet and the closet of your, oh, uh, it's amazing. I was like, how can you literally put everything on your face there? Oh, it's crazy. I mean, I could get lost in that closet forever mm. and it's, it's a battle trying yeah. to, to get yeah. it together. Mm -hmm. But uh, I have to say that it's it's so much fun. And I definitely have help from like our fellows and, and people who are excited mm -hmm. about beauty that you know, help me organize it. So uh, the products are, are definitely a beast, but it's it's probably the most fun part of the job. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you ever experience, I know you try some products on your face uh, mm -hmm. and then it breaks you out because you're just trying on so many things. Because I did experience that. I mean, yeah. No, uh, it's not compared to you. I do get some um, a bit of products. And of I'm course. like, oh my god! I've been like applying things, and all yeah. of a sudden, I'm like, I think my skin's going crazy with all of the applications I've been doing. Oh, I mean, I experienced a breakout from hell. I'm gonna say maybe <laughs> five months ago, and yeah. like I've always suffered from acne my whole life, and that's probably where I got my first, you know, exploration into mm -hmm. beauty products and skincare because I was, you know. 
14, 15 years old and suffering from acne and wanting to know how to deal with that. And I've seen so many dermatologists throughout my life trying to fix it. And, you know, um, so recently I had gone through crazy like cystic acne all over my chin, my jawline, my my cheek, and I still have like scarring oh, from I it. Oh, I feel you, girl. Um, and it was so <laughs> hard, especially as a beauty editor, to be like going out to events and then like, I can't be talking about skincare. And then like, how do you take advice from me when exactly. I literally can't get my face together? So, <laughs> so I... Um, I think what caused it actually was trying too many products and num- mm-hmm. and also having too many facials. So I uh, so it's I, it's very hard to say no to a facial, exactly, especially yeah. if it's you know with an esthetician that's very big that you want to try mm-hmm. or if they're introducing a new product mm-hmm. and you and you'd want to give them the time, but you really have to be careful about like over stimulating your face and kind mm-hmm. of um, like over exfoliating it mm-hmm. and then making putting too many active ingredients on it so it kind of starts freaking out and doesn't know what to do uh so I stopped all of that I stopped going to facials for like five months um I that I was offered them Mm -hmm. and then I started only using a consistent skincare routine and not trying any new skincare Mm -hmm. stuff for five months and and it it all and it all worked out and also I worked with like an amazing dermatologist Dr. Melissa Levine and she's amazing Mm -hmm. um and she like really helped me out by giving me different topicals and Mm -hmm. and whatnot so yeah yeah. that's so hard to resist though right when you do get a lot of cute packagings I'm like oh I want to try everything especially with like the write-ups I do get convinced I'm like I'm trying that tonight (laughs) that's my job (laughs) yeah that's I'm very convincing (laughs) yeah I mean I will never write about anything unless I absolutely love it so if I if I I write a review on something and mm-hmm. it's a good review then I mean everything yeah yeah so with all your features about skincare hair care and cosmetics mm-hmm. how do you stay ahead of the trends uh social media is definitely mm-hmm. a big tool for me I have a separate Instagram a finstagram mm-hmm. I guess you can call <laughs> it where I follow every makeup artist every blogger every beauty brand and then I check and see what patterns I notice from that so I'll just be scrolling and then I'll notice there's um, you know somebody's doing this kind of a nail art Mm -hmm. trend and then I see it again and then I see it again and I start saving things Mm -hmm. in my little saved folder and that's when I notice trends yeah and then I also see you know I'm I'm very big on following YouTube stars Mm -hmm. and getting and staying on top of what they're trying out because obviously they're also ahead of product trends and they're getting the products at the same time that I am. So it's interesting to see what they respond to more versus what a editor would respond to more. Um, so I'm also watching Twitter all the time and seeing how mm-hmm. these niche beauty blogs are responding, you know, specifically ones that are like geared towards women of color and how are they reacting to certain launches or ones that are um, promoting more indie brands or you know anything like that so so I constantly the the trick is to constantly be on and like sometimes I will literally just search on Twitter hashtag beauty news or like hashtag skincare hashtag Fenty beauty just to see what people are talking about because you can find I've, I have found so many crazy fun beauty stories before they went viral because I was just active on social and just like really watching the comment section and watching you know Twitter and watching Instagram yeah yeah have you heard of uh, I think there's a beauty section in reddit also oh yeah oh my gosh reddit yes so reddit is a huge tool Uh I check it every single day makeup addiction skincare addiction (laughs) like um and there's so many subreddits there and that's the people there are truly beauty enthusiasts so Mm -hmm. um I actually wrote a story about letting reddit critique my makeup and Mm -hmm. um the makeup addiction subreddit I like uploaded selfies of myself and then I you know had them critique me Mm -hmm. because I was so fascinated by this 
community of people who are mm-hmm. all strangers and they're all just giving constructive criticism on makeup I was like what is this t- what is this like craziness yeah. and I was so obsessed and so I I tried actually t- two different faces didn't get much of a response and then I did a side by side of myself recreating a Shea Mitchell look by Patrick yeah, Ta I saw that um, and when then like the um, green blue, like yeah, yeah there's like blue underliner and then red lips it was like mm-hmm. around the 4th of July last year and um, that became the top of like the, the makeup addiction subreddit and really? then like the founder the co-founder of Reddit saw it and tweeted it out and I was like this is crazy yeah so it ended up being very successful um, but I definitely you know Reddit is where everything not just in beauty but in news in viral mm-hmm. stories that's where yeah. everything starts I feel like they have such a strong community with each other mm-hmm. and then they sound like experts when they you do. read all of their like comments and stuff yeah oh yeah for sure mm-hmm. for sure um i learn all the time from them and i'm supposed to be the expert so yeah. you know so i i'm all constantly reading um reviews actually i read sephora reviews i read ulta mm-hmm. reviews that's true i yeah. see what people are really saying you know, I know. amazon reviews mm-hmm. i look at what's top rated on amazon because mm-hmm. it's always like obscure products that i never yeah. heard of and um Honestly, people tag me in things all the time, too. They tag me in things. They DM me things. They're like, have you tried this? Do you know what this is? And then I always look into it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I know. I feel like when I do read reviews, even as a professional makeup artist, yeah. I get schooled. I was like, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know there was a different way of doing this. Yeah, but I mean, what's yeah. amazing mm-hmm. about beauty is that you can always be learning, you know, that you're, there's always a new technique, there's always a new trend, there's always a new product that's mm-hmm. coming out. Yeah. 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 What is your favorite part about being a beauty editor, and what is the not-so-fun part? Okay. Let me answer the not-so-fun part first. (laughs) (laughs) The not-so-fun part, I think it's just the speed of everything. Um, Mm. There's such a fast turnaround in terms of what is considered in or out. Or, Mm. you know, um, I don't like to, you know, personally, I don't like to really follow trends, but I have to be aware of them um, and to kind of translate them and understand them for our readers. Mm -hmm. So I think that... What's difficult is just how fast everything goes, you know, like something, some news that might come out at 7 a.m. this morning by 10 a.m. is old. You know, that's kind of the pace of things. So you have to be able to write fast. You have to be able to edit fast. You have to be able to think of a new spin on things if everyone has already covered it. Um, Finding an exclusive, fighting for exclusives with different brands and, and, and access to different you know, celebrity spokespeople and getting video content Mm -hmm. and getting social content and kind of having to think at all angles, especially as a digital editor, it doesn't cut it just having good words. You know, you have to think about it as a a full story. Mm -hmm. So what can our photos be here? What can our video opportunity be here? Are we going to have a social component here? Um, Are we going to have whoever we're featuring or whatever brand we're using sharing the article? What's our like own PR strategy for this? Mm -hmm. So you're you're really not just a writer editor. You're kind of like a producer and um, a a strategist. And, you know, so so it's you're wearing so many hats. And I think that gets very difficult. It's very fulfilling, but it's definitely challenging. I see you're a model, Um, too. Now I see you like a model. (laughs) (laughs) Far from it. I am not a model. No. (laughs) Um, that, like, that's yeah. what I called a, a low budget way yeah. of, uh, of it's really of, nice uh, I love it things. yeah um, no no <laughs> I mean it's always fun to like you know use yourself, yourself as, yeah. as like mm-hmm. a as a guinea pig mm-hmm. you know because so many people are gonna be like I don't want to try this weird mm-hmm. thing so you just do it yourself that's yeah. fine that's it's kind of become a signature of mine to like do like an I tried whatever mm-hmm. whatever because I'm just open to anything yeah. um, and then the most let me think 
uh, what was the question? The most fun part or the, the most? Mo- yeah, what's the best thing that you like about? Thing? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So to be honest, I didn't know that I would get into beauty. Mm-hmm. I always thought I would be uh, hard to believe, but like a hard news journalist, or yeah. I would be writing for like the Atlantic, or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, not to rule any, that out because you know you never know, and yeah. I, and I love all kinds of writing, mm-hmm. but. I didn't think I would get into beauty because I always thought I would get into features writing more, uh, which I still do, or I thought I would get maybe into entertainment because I love music or, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so the fact that I ended up in beauty, it makes so much sense to me now, though, because to me, beauty is so much more than just hair and makeup and trends and everything. It's like so closely tied to identity. And I love exploring the intersections of culture and society and politics with beauty. So a trend is never just a trend. It's always speaking to what's happening in our world today. And that's the kind of thing that I like to dissect and to look at. And also, it's such a universal language, you know, more so than, and and I wrote, you know, I was a fashion writer and I I had done so many different other topics, um, but, with beauty, I think that there's such a unique way that it connects people. You know, I think of like my family in the Philippines mm-hmm. and like my my cousins or my aunts or, you know, and everyone loves lipstick. You know, everyone has their own shades, but they love lipstick. And it's kind of like cross-border, cross-gender, cross, you know, everything. <laughs> like everyone cares about how you present yourself in the world and how it speaks to who you are on the inside. So I think that it's a, it's a powerful tool and I love that I get to explore what what it means Mm -hmm. what is your go-to look um it's probably what i'm wearing right now (laughs) even though this is like this was applied at (laughs) 7 a.m today so i don't know there i don't know if it's still here guys what is your eyeliner because it's not smudging oh oh, amazing okay so this is fendi beauty uh rihanna's i haven't tried it it's called cousin black (laughs) and it's a a great liquid liner Mm -hmm. my usual is like kat von d tattoo Mm -hmm. liner that's what i used to yeah yeah um, and then I use a Benefit Contour Brow, the mm-hmm. Click Pen, the new one. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, I don't have, I forgot to bring blush, so I'm using um, a lipstick on my yeah. cheeks. So I use like a Flush Beauty, mm-hmm. like a nude lip. Um, and then my, my foundation right now is the Dior uh, Backstage Foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's your like everyday go-to. Yeah, I mean, just like foundation mm-hmm. brows, uh, liner, mascara, and mm-hmm. like a nude lip. Yeah. yeah. How fast can you do your winged eyeliner? Ooh, I mean, I don't know how fast I can do yeah. it, but I can do it anywhere. Oh, yeah, amazing. I actually did a video on this, like a funny video where I did a uh, winged liner on the back of a taxi and then on top of a ferry on, on a boat going to Brooklyn from Manhattan. Um, I did it on uh, a cable car and then I did it on the subway. So, I, so I was testing out a precision eyeliner and like in different bumpy mm-hmm. situations. And so, yes, I can do my eyeliner anywhere. <laughs> I don't know how fast I could do it. Yeah. But, no, know. that's a great skill already. <laughs> I'm going to have to link that video to like my show notes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah no, it's funny. It's funny. Give us some love on YouTube mm-hmm. and <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So, I mean, what is one beauty myth that you'd like to straighten out? Let me think about that. Mm-hmm. Beauty myth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you wish people knew or would stop thinking it's this way or that way. Hmm. I never really follow rules myself, mm-hmm. so it's hard for me to think, yeah. you know, what's like something that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to think like what's a myth that that I've heard. Um, oh, okay, here's a good one. 
Um, if you shave like the hair on your face, it'll grow back thicker. Yeah. That's a myth. Uh huh. That's a myth. I'm a big shaver. I believe that. <laughs> I guess up until like last month. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, I know like the science to it, like it's not going to happen, but just for some reason, I still kept believing it. You oh know? my God. Of yeah. course. My mom and my like aunts, like everyone exactly. would always tell me, don't like tweeze, like, or shave, don't shave anything yeah. actually, because it will grow back thicker. Like I know. your arms, your legs, yeah. whatever. But on your face, I think people get nervous, especially women, mm-hmm. that they're going to grow a beard if they <laughs> shave their face. And I don't use a for real like razor. Yeah. I just, I use. Um, uh, the Dermaflash actually yeah. and I, I swear by it and I actually learned about it from makeup artist Daniel Martin mm-hmm. told me about it because he uses it on his clients and it it's makes for like a smoother makeup yes. application and I yeah. totally agree because I remember when I first tried it like my face felt so smooth it gets rid of all of the peach mm-hmm. fuzz it gets rid of uh, you know a layer of like dead skin cells yeah. so it's an exfoliator mm-hmm. it's not really a razor or anything. it's an exfoliator yeah. but it gets rid of baby hairs and my hair never grows back thicker so <laughs> Exactly. That's a myth, y'all. Like, exactly. I totally don't agree. Don't be afraid yeah. to dermaplane, dermaflash. <laughs> it was my first time to try the dermaplaning from Carrie Benjamin Stack Skincare. Okay, yeah. She was a guest on my yes. show. She's like, you should use this. I'm like, I'm so scared. I'm gonna like, you know, slice myself. Oh my gosh. And yeah. then I did try it. And until now, it's been probably a month. And yeah. I feel like um, another guest was like, oh, I love your skin. It looks yeah. like baby's bottom. I'm like, oh, thanks. I think it's a dermaplaning. It's you know, dermaplaning. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. But I still have yet to muster. The courage to do it on a client and a model. I'm. I need to probably try it on my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I think that, it's not going to work. Yeah, a little thick. Over, I, exactly. <laughs> you might need my to girlfriends. Call yeah, heavy duty <laughs> razors. Everything. <laughs> That's so amazing. So, what is like one thing that you wish like people knew about um, the? the life of beauty editor because I know people think it's like all glitz and glamour it is of course it is like, yeah <laughs> it is definitely but it's like they probably think oh you know she's just like hanging out and just getting products oh, and is that what you think on my Instagram no. you think I'm just hanging out no no the thing is the fact that I'm in the industry it's like yeah. I know it's like hard work you know, of everyone's course, like yeah. working their butt off of like course. you know behind the scene in front of the scene totally yeah. but I mean a lot of them because you are like you just make it look so effortless. Oh. I was like, oh, I love it. I have like perfect hair, perfect makeup oh. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so you. that's how I think a lot of people imagine you, like even while you're writing your articles, everything just so perfect. <laughs> yeah, but they yeah. didn't see when I was waking up at like 2.30 in the morning for the royal wedding because I was in, I was oh, in LA yeah. at the time and I had to wake up in like New York times 6 oh a, or like 4 a.m. or whatever it was, whenever the royal wedding <laughs> yeah. was, to watch Meghan Markle go down the <laughs> aisle. <laughs> like, my friend reminded me of that yesterday. He's like, Christina, you're so... So you're like the hardest working person I know. And I was like, that just seems so normal to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I guess what I wish people knew was that, yeah, it's not always glitz and glamour but it is definitely glitz mm-hmm. and glamour you know what yeah, I mean like like we you know we definitely get a lot of perks we get to travel the world and we get a lot of amazing gifts and opportunities we get to hang out with celebrities mm. and try every makeup product before it ever comes out and that is so cool and I am yeah. so not jaded and I yeah. love it oh, so much um, but but it's a lot of hard work you know um, there's you don't, I guess if I'm going to be real, you don't go into it for the money, obviously. I mean, there's, and I always knew this going into journalism, going Mm -hmm. into media, when magazines are all folding, and you know, I'm secure because I'm in a digital publication that's doing really well, but I, I feel like if you want to be making like six figures right after graduating, you're not going to be an Mm -hmm. editor. (laughs) You're not going to choose to be an editor, and like, I know that, you know, 
sure, I could be making more money doing something else. And like, I'm comfortable right now, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like I do it for the passion of it, you know what I mean? And also because everything kind of evens out in terms of like my access to things and like the perks that I yeah. get. So it all, it all, it all works out. But, yeah. but you know, I, it, it comes with a lot of uh, time demand, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's like mentally and emotionally exhausting sometimes mm-hmm. just because it's, you, you don't separate yourself from it. Cause like I said, beauty is so personal and a lot of our work is tied to our personal experience mm-hmm. and, you know, the experiences of people that surround us. So I feel like it's hard to unplug a lot of times. Yeah. Do you ever experience writer's block and how do you deal with it? Oh gosh, I feel like writer's block is a daily thing for me. Um, A lot of times all you have to do is just write something and then go back and it sucks. And then you just have to make it not suck. So (laughs) so I'll write something and and there's been moments when I've like written maybe a thousand words and I'll just like start from scratch again because it was just all bad. Um, And you have to just accept and acknowledge that you will write, you will write something that's bad, you know. Mm-hmm. And but but it doesn't help if you're just staring at like a blank screen, and not doing anything. So I try to sometimes if I have the luxury to, I try to take a break from it. Maybe I'll like, if I'm doing it at night, I'll like wake up in the morning and then I can immediately be able to write much better just from having rest. Mm-hmm. Or um, I'll like go for a walk with a friend. I'll grab a coffee or you know I'll I'll try to find I'll call somebody on the phone and see, uh, call somebody on the phone that makes me happy, like my sister or Mm -hmm. like a best friend. And, and then I think that that will like inspire me to like come up with, I don't know, a funny opening line or, or whatever. But writer's block is like such a regular part of the job. And like, Mm -hmm. I am not always inspired. And I mean, the fact that you have to turn out as much content as we do online means that you just have to deal with not always having the greatest ideas mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's yeah. just it's just a matter of fact but when you do have a great idea it's amazing it's so fulfilling yeah, yeah. <laughs> here at hello beauty we have a philosophy it's say hello to the beauty in you okay. what's yeah what's your advice to those who are trying to discover their beauty within oh wow i feel like i'm still trying to find mine mm-hmm. you know i mean it's a daily it's a daily kind of process mm-hmm. right um but I feel like I've reached a point in my life where I am more confident than I have ever been. You know, I feel as the greatest that I have ever felt about myself. And I think what got me there and what could get people to that point is when you feel like you're putting yourself first, you know? Um, of course, it's great to be, you know, to share with others and, and to be selfless, but, but it's really important before you can serve your job or serve your significant other mm-hmm. or serve your friends that you're taking care of yourself. So whatever is important to you and that you're passionate about, you have to pursue that. So for me, like, I just accept the things about myself that I think, you know, are funnily high maintenance, you know? So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like extra. And, <laughs> and, and like, I used to be ashamed about that. I used yeah. to be like, I want to be a cool girl who's like low effort, just like wait, like roll, woke up like this, roll out of yeah. bed. Like no, no, I <laughs> I like to fix my hair. I love to do my like a full face of makeup. I'm going to dress up, uh-huh. and like I am going to embrace those parts of me. Mm-hmm. And if it makes me feel great, I'm going to do it. Whatever you know mm-hmm. what I mean, yeah. and like and like make those rituals a part of like my time with myself and mm-hmm. and getting into like the mindset that I want to get into to like win the day. So I think just like embrace yourself and put yourself first. And, um, you know, I, I think it helps to do like pos- positivity mantras as like, mm-hmm. you know, as 
this just sounds so LA, right? Yeah. Like just like positivity mantras <laughs> and just like do yoga. No, <laughs> drink green juice. Meditate in the morning. Meditate in the morning. No, I mean as like a like a, a New Yorker, like that's just not a thing. Oh, like, really? No, no. But yeah. but mm-hmm. but I will say that there is definitely something to be said about about putting. Um, energy and like positive thoughts out into the world so whenever I catch myself speaking badly to myself about myself like in a way that makes me feel ugly you know like oh I feel so fat today or like mm-hmm. oh like my hair is just so bad or oh yeah. my fa- my skin is so oily or like yeah. oh, I'm going on camera and I have a zit on my face like yeah. of course those those thoughts always occur to me but I always like try to pause and then like think of something that I like about myself and then mm-hmm. that that makes me feel beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know this might be heavy loaded, yeah. but what is your favorite beauty products right now? Um, oh man. It's probably like, what you use today. <laughs> no, I mean like there's so mm-hmm. many out there that I just like yeah. want to give love to. Uh-huh. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, mm, okay. My favorite mascara right now is actually a drugstore mascara, L'Oreal Lash Paradise. They have a great mascara. People compare it to Better Than Sex just because, I mean, because of the packaging and yeah. the results. Yeah. But, I mean, I think they're different. But uh-huh. um, L'Oreal Lash Paradise, number one favorite mascara. Um, doing a lash perm has changed my life. <laughs> and, like, as a girl who used to do faux lashes, mm-hmm. eyelash extensions, and I have really straight, downcast uh-huh. lashes that are so stubborn, and no eyelash curler can can do anything with them Uh so it's amazing that you know a lash perm which literally is you know they literally perm your Mm -hmm. lashes to curl upward has done wonders for me Mm -hmm. um and i did i did mine with hourglass in new york city and soho so they i just went to the store and they just did it for me um so let me think uh lipsticks right now i'm a huge 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 lipstick fan like i think burberry lip velvet crush they have these like felt tip lipsticks that you click up and then it dispenses some product and it can be sheer but it's matte or you could build it up and then it like lasts through tacos and like making out (laughs) it's great and then (laughs) you know the essential things in life yeah (laughs) but first (laughs) and then there's like um foundations like i'm obsessed with foundations um like the dior backstage foundation Mm -hmm. that i mentioned is really really great i like i actually do like the the new beauty blender foundation um i think Mm -hmm. it's a great formula um what else is a great foundation that i love right now um Makeup Forever, they have like this, uh, like SPF 25. The matte Ultra belt HD matte. Yeah, so it's, it's like comes like in a tube. Yeah. Oh, I'm so bad at remembering matte names. Be- uh, no. Matte Velvet, I think. It's matte and then it has the SPF nowadays. I think yeah. they came out with a new formulation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, I mean, I use so much foundation every day. It's mm-hmm. Oh, La Prairie, they have an amazing, mm-hmm. amazing cushion compact foundation that mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with. It was like my one thing that I used all through summer. And I don't mm-hmm. do a lot of empties. But that was an empty, like mm-hmm. in turn. Which sorry, oh no worries. Oh You're so in demand. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, no, but that was um, the, like La Prairie's Cushion Compact Foundation is the best. Uh-huh. It gives you like the most beautiful skin, um, and it also has okay. essence infused Ooh. into it. So it's like skincare, but makeup. Uh huh. Um, Marc Jacobs Beauty's like eyeliners are amazing. Um, Oh my god, I could honestly go on for it. Pat McGrath's like lipsticks and lip glosses. Mm-hmm. I'm into a very into a gloss moment right now. Gloss is back. Gloss is always yeah. has always been there, has but been there. but uh-huh. uh, but also I, I like I, I'm into it right now mm-hmm. just because everything else in my face is always matte. Mm-hmm. Love a glossy lip. Um, what other things do I love? Oh my gosh, there's so many. <laughs> I could go on forever. I know. If you give me a category, I'll like yeah. I'll like. 
<laughs> say something, you know. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So yeah. what is next for Christina? Next for me? Yeah. Um, well, I have so many exciting projects coming mm-hmm. up for Elle. I am so thrilled to, like, um, to have everyone see it eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now I'm working, I don't know when this is going to come out, but right now I'm working on a documentary oh, that awesome. I've been working on with my video team since... I want to say like the end of April. So um, we're actually looking at how the drag queen community has pioneered the modern makeup industry. So we talked to so many experts like makeup artists and old drag queens and new drag queens and winners of drag race. We went mm-hmm. to drag drag queen fans. We went to the balls in New York City. We went to drag con in LA. We went to Vegas mm-hmm. to like their like drag shows over there. And we talked to their oldest running drag queens over there. And so we just got everybody's perspectives on how drag has influenced makeup trends so immensely in in a world of like everyone thinks that like celebrity makeup artists or 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 like celebrities made up these things like contouring or baking or cut creases Mm -hmm. or overlining the lips and these are all trends and techniques that come from the world of theater and and drag you know uh so i'm so excited about that we have incredible footage and and that's just like in the in the editing room right now yeah. so it's that's gonna, gonna come, come out on the website and uh yes on the website on our youtube mm-hmm. on our facebook it's gonna be probably we're aiming for september i'm not sure um and then uh, we're gonna do um i'm working on a big story on how to create an inclusive foundation line mm-hmm. which is part of why i was at pop sugar i mean pop sugar sorry which is part of why i was at ColourPop mm-hmm. today um because i was because obviously ColourPop came out with 42 shades of their first foundation no filter foundation so i was kind of like in the factory seeing literally how they make foundation (laughs) and how they created a line that caters to so many people Mm -hmm. um so i've been talking to major influencers major you know brand founders and product developers and chemists to really get down to like why is it so hard to create a foundation for everybody Oh um, yeah, I think I know the answer. Yeah, right about it. but it's like yeah. interesting. I, I'm so excited to hear that story. About, yeah, you know, when it comes yeah, I've out. been working on that for months yeah. too. Um, and then I have a video series called "To the Test," where I really test out. It's weekly, and I test out weird beauty services mm-hmm. or products or you know different beauty challenges. Um, I'm constantly writing something every single day. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, there's so much happening on, on l.com/beauty that it's never ending, and it's such an expense. It's such an exciting space to be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where can they find you? What are your social channels? My social channels are my name, Christina with a K, R O D U L F O, at Christina Rodolfo. Um, and it's that on Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you can, wherever wherever there's like a, a place to yeah. find me, there, that's that's what it's going to be. Thankfully, I don't have a too common name. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I love connecting with people through social. I love DMing, I love comments, and I love, you know, interacting with, with everybody and hearing what beauty products everybody like so come on and slide into my dms <laughs> yeah i wish we can talk forever oh yeah. me too it's so much fun I know. but thank you so much for your time thank and you. i'm so happy to finally meet you thank you so much for having me this was so much fun yeah.